Welcome to the Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Todd has over 35 years of experience working with thousands of couples as a licensed therapist in his private practice. Todd shares his insights on this show. It's never too early to divorce-proof your marriage or too late to heal yourselves and have the relationship you truly want. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Krieger. Uh, What I do in my private practice is I help couples who are uh, experiencing low sexual desire and a lack of intimacy, which we'll be talking about in this video. I also help couples where they've uh, had infidelity and they need to heal from it, which is related to this video as well. And I also help uh, individuals heal from trauma. And I also help individuals not repeat the same mistakes and get into more nurturing relationships in the future. So those are the main things we do here in my office. But what I'm going to talk to you today is about the subject, does a sexless marriage justify infidelity? That's actually a difficult question, even though I definitely have a definite answer. Now, I have to be clear. I look at infidelity as an interpersonal crime. And any of you that have heard me speak before, this is not the first time you've heard me say that. And why I call it an interpersonal crime is because if you think about it, when a person is driving, for example, they gather information. Let's say they come to an intersection, they gather information so they know what to do. Should I go straight? Is it safe to go? Can I turn left? Can I turn right? And so by gathering that information, they can now make a decision that's good for their life and other people's as well. If a person doesn't have the actual information, they're at a major disadvantage to make a decision that's good for their life. So if a person is cheating, has a secret, it is stealing from that other person the right to have all the information they need to make a a decision that's good for their life. So I see that as stealing, there's the phrase interpersonal crime. So I'm not easy on that. However, I understand there's always symptoms of why people do that, but that's not what this is all about. There are others I've done, and in the future I'm sure I'll do more of that talk about that. Because even though, so there's an obligation though in every couple uh, to, to, to not cheat, unless they're the kind of couple that decide in advance that they can swing, or, but for the majority of us, having a monogamous relationship is the rule, right? So there's definitely in a monogamous relationship where there's an arrangement, there's an obligation to not cheat. But there's also in marriage an obligation of what to do, not just what not to do. And one of the obligations, and I, and I, I could use the word obligations, is to have an intimate relationship together. And so if one of the partners is craving physical intimacy and the other person is not for whatever the reason is, it can be very painful and even devastating for the person who is experienced a lack of sex. I just had a couple in my office this morning, this very morning where he was in pain, he was crying. He was, he was very upset about the lack of sex in their relationship. They actually, he did cheat. Now think about it, I'm, I, I didn't plan to talk about that, but there was infidelity. And so again, here's another couple that does having a sexless marriage, which is pretty much what they had, justify his infidelity. So yes, yeah, secrets kill, but also uh, a sexless marriage can be very painful, at least for one of the parties, and even devastating. And I have found, even though I gave you that example, that there's just as many women as men in my practice that are in absolute pain because of the lack of sexual 
intimacy, initiation, or responsiveness of their male partner. So, you know, what do we do about it? But before I tell you what, uh, what do we do about it, I'm going to answer the question, does a sexless marriage justify infidelity? Absolutely not. It does not justify infidelity. So, if I'm saying that a sexless marriage never justifies infidelity, then how can we be fair to the person who's craving more physical intimacy than they're having? Let me first say there are multiple reasons why someone might have low sexual interest or desire. There can be hormone imbalances that contribute to a sexless marriage. There can be sexual effects of illnesses or even medication. There could be early childhood trauma, such as sex abuse, molest, neglect. There can be adult trauma. There can be relationship patterns that need to be looked at that might trigger early trauma. There can be poor communication between the couple. There can be anti-sexual messages that this person with the low sexual desire received as a child. There can be chronic stress. So you can see there's multiple factors. And a lot of times people will just give up rather than go deeper. So we need to go deeper as a couple. So I ask the partner who is frustrated to be willing to go deeper with their partner and as a team try to figure this out, not with judgment. And even though it's frustrating to understand that seeking a loving understanding of what may be going on is the best thing and the most powerful thing the person who has the higher libido could do. It's a tall order because when a person is frustrated not getting some basic needs met, it's sometimes difficult to be compassionate. But you know what? That's what is required. I always say this, committed relationships and marriage is not for the faint of heart. You need to be courageous. You need to develop that loving muscle. And rather than act out with infidelity or withdraw, to explore together what it might be. Now, the person with the low sexual interest, what that person needs to do in this situation is, first of all, not minimize the pain that that other person is going through, the pain of not having their needs met. The other thing is that, that this person needs to probably get some individual therapy or couples therapy, depending on what the problem is. The other thing is, go to a doctor, get a checkup, check your hormones. Take a look at what medications you, you may be having that are maybe causing low side, uh, you know, sexual side effects, like low sexual desire. And become interested, even if it's uncomfortable for you, in your sexual self. If you need to work through trauma, find a therapist such as myself that will help you work through sexual trauma or other kinds of trauma that might be holding you back sexually. So you want to work on that and you want to ask yourself, what do I want sexually? There's many, many things we could do on, that both people could do. So what do I want sexually might not be even a question that a person with low sexual interest may ask. You may uh, um, approach the sexual arena like another job because you're seeing it as I just got to give, but maybe it's because you didn't even think to ask, what do I want? Which may be different than what your partner wants, but you're interested in your own sexuality, your own sexual needs, and your own sexual path. So 
these are things that you could do. And so why not do all those things? The key is to communicate. When I've seen people have infidelity due to a sexualist marriage, that's because they haven't had these difficult conversations, yet important conversations. So that's what I would encourage. Ha communicate, be open, share your fears. Uh, if you're the person with low sexual interest, share your fears and other feelings if you're the other partner. And then work on it together as a joint force to see if you could be sensitive to that person with the low sexual desire, but also meet the other person's needs. So, I would encourage you uh, to check on the link below, you know, and it's, it's Secrets to a Sexy Marriage, and that'll be uh, another added benefit if you need help. This is obviously something that I work with with couples and individuals all the time, almost every workday. And so I'd be a good resource as well. Uh, you're not alone. You don't need to act out and you don't need to cut off the relationship before you do everything you can to solve this problem, which is oftentimes very solvable. So thank you for listening. This is Todd Krieger, making the world safe for love. Thank you for tuning and listening to today's episode of Let's Talk About Love, Sex, and Infidelity podcast with your host, Todd Krieger. Please leave a review, subscribe to the show, and be sure to visit www.toddkrieger.com for more resources that will help you get the love you want and for back episodes of the show.